The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using the promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Just in time for summer, the SGPN store has a new line of mesh shorts. Go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use the promo code SHORTS for 10% off. The IDP Pro Players Pod is a proud member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, home of the hottest, smartest, and fastest-growing sports gambling and fantasy football providers in professional sports entertainment to date. And now, without any further delay, here's your veteran, infamous No Dirty O in season and senior IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary, the IDP tipster, coming off the edge as always with their deepest standard league NFL defensive takes. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined, as always, with the man, the myth, the legend, the senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, the IDP tipster, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary, how are you, sir? Hey, look at that. I'm not on mute this week. (laughs) Progress. Yes. Yes, I'm making (laughs) progress. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Jake Colhagen, on Twitter, at Jake Colhagen, K-O-H-L-H-A-G-E-N. He is a writer, ranker, and podcaster for both the IDP show and Reality Sports Online, which is a deep, degenerate dynasty site with contracts that we're definitely going to talk about. Jake, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, I'm starting to question your guys' judgment, calling me something special here, so that's... uh... That's maybe a little bit in question there, but uh, no, I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk with you guys. Just just chop it up and talk ball. I mean, any chance I get, I'm down. No, you pretty well nailed that. If if we think the same thing me and John put together, you should be concerned. That's, usually, <laughs> that's, that's how this ended up happening. Yeah, it's usually a bad idea. But uh, yeah, let's let's get some background on you. You know, let, let the people know who you are, and then we'll get into things. Let's start at the beginning. How did you get into fantasy football? For me, just always been a football fanatic, right? I grew up watching football, so I'm born and raised in Wisconsin. Packers following is pretty pretty fanatical here, and with that, football was always on in whatever house I was in. Never grew up an actual Packers fan myself. I'm a Texans fan, but just being around the game constantly, seeing it like that, I've just always had a passion for it. I've always found the game intriguing. Uh, amazing. I love the intelligence of it, the pre-snap, all that stuff. Like I, I get into everything. So fantasy football was really kind of a no-brainer next step once uh really was introduced to it in high school and just been plugging away at it ever since for the last 20-ish years. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's good stuff. We're going to do a little Texans talk, but I got to know, how did you become a Texans fan in Wisconsin? <laughs> that I always get that question, right? And, and the first correlation, everyone's like, oh, it's J.J. Watt, right? And Oddly enough, no, it's not. It really uh, sinks back to the Texans coming into the league. At that time, I just I always liked players, right, which was another reason why fantasy football made so much sense. I really get into watching certain players in a game and, and what they can achieve. But uh, the Houston Texans came in, and I was, like, I was like, wouldn't that be something if this new team actually was really good? And so I started kind of following them, and they're absolute trash um, for many years. <laughs> but, you know, that little bit of following, a little bit more time investment, next thing you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy myself a David Carr jersey. Terrible mistake, but, hey, you know, we all make them. Uh, and I actually think I still have it in the back of my closet. And 
you know, one thing leads to another. Next thing you know, I'm kind of a fan. You know, they're starting to put the team in the right direction as a franchise. And, you know, now, now I, I, got, I got to experience some of the highs, some playoff wins, some some great 24 nothing leads in a divisional round against the Chiefs only to give up like 48 straight points. But, hey, I'm not holding only, on to that. I'm not bitter. Only like a true – I am actually, when, when I do edit, I'm going to put in applause. <laughs> only a true Houston dedicated – yes, there it is. There it is. Where, <laughs> wherever you live. Uh, hey, look, Detroit's making a little bit to turn turn around. I don't know about the like the Jets or anything, but you know, there there is hope. There <laughs> there there can be hope. Right. They seem to be trending the right way. So yeah, that, that's that's what I'm holding on to as well. Yeah, good stuff there. So okay, so so we talked a little bit about how you got into fantasy. How do you get into IDP though? Because it's you know, true degenerates get into IDP. <laughs> so how'd that happen for you? Yeah, it really does. And I think it's because of, you know, the amount of time you play fantasy football. And at least this is always kind of my advocation for people when I talk to them. And, hey, I've been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years, you know, and it's just maybe not as fun as it used to be or it becomes a little bit stale. Mm-hmm. IDP is the perfect way to switch that up because while there's correlations or similarities, maybe I should say, into how you play offensive fantasy football and defensive fo- fantasy football, there's a whole new level that you get to dig into a whole new side of the ball, a whole new level to understand because, you know, offensive football is predicated on, you have a game plan, right? And you're dictating what's happening on the field. You're calling the play, you're running it. Defense is a highly reactionary thing. So there's a wider set uh, or wider range of outcomes and variables that come into play. And so you really kind of have to go down this other, other layer or level of analysis to it in, in terms of fantasy football to really understand, okay, I understand how the offensive game is is changing or evolving. Well, what does that mean for the defensive side of it, right? Because they need to be able to react to that. More of that, this is what's happening. Now we're going to do this, right? When they shifted into a lot of the heavy cover two utilization we've seen over the last few years where teams are going to keep everything underneath, whereas, you know, the, uh, was it uh, Gus Bradley really popular popularized mm-hmm. the cover three, right? And rolling that safety down into the box much more and trying to get athletes on athletes. And now it's like, that's that's what I love, right? Seeing that, analyzing yeah, right. that, and then yeah, seeing yeah. how that switches. Well, you can hear it, fantasy. man. You can hear it. It <laughs> definitely stands out. Love it. So, so all that to say, yeah, I I wanted something more and something different, mm-hmm. um, and this is this is what I I took to, and it's I don't I just I don't know I've I encourage so many people to try it, and I'll always try and get them in it with me, and, and probably have too many leagues because of it, but I just the feeling of when you're watching a game and you're like, okay, is Fred Warner gonna get one more solo tackle on this drive, right? Like, right. or oh, and, and it's even better when he's got, you know, oh, and it's Deontay Johnson, right? Okay, he's got a, Deontay catches it. Warner's got to make the tackle to keep this even. And it's just, it's fun stuff like that where the game becomes so much more expansive to enjoy. And I mean, that's what it's all about. We're, we're doing this for fun, so. I don't think people actually understand it makes the game even better just to watch because, I mean, it gets boring if you're only watching one offensive guy on one of the teams, you know, at least you got a chance playing some IDP that you're you're going to have some guys defensively sprinkled in there. So at least you're not bored waiting some, you know, because I kind of get that way. I've watched football so much anymore. I don't watch football like I used to. I'd rather read up on it and, get, and take it from my own view without all the Pepsi commercials or what. I, 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 that's how old it's been. I don't even think they show those damn things anymore, do they? Maybe on the... Uh, internet or something i don't know <laughs> that's why you just got to get chris hansen man just seven hours yeah. of uninterrupted football that that's where it's at yeah well damn true diehard 
<laughs> Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. And not only do you get an amazing pair of sunglasses at 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection plan in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements policy. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they've told us that they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence, because they have your back long after you purchase. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair, or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to SportsGamblingPodcast.com backslash Shady for your chance to win $500 in the Shady May contest. You've already got your shades, and now it's time to get a great pair of mesh shorts for summer. SGPN has just dropped a new line of mesh shorts perfect for any summer activity like going to the beach. Head to store.SportsGamblingPodcast.com and use code SHORTS for 10% off. All right, let's pick it back up with how you got into writing, ranking, and podcasting. So the it, it actually kind of started in that order a little bit for me. So from the writing standpoint, uh, really it was more of my professional day job is not super exciting. I mean, I'm good at it, and it's it's fine. I'm, I'm in IT, but it wasn't super creative for me. And so this was an opportunity for something I'm passionate about to kind of start to put it together. And I was doing a boatload of the research anyways for my teams because I'm trying to you know beat the snout out of all my league mates and everything because you got to bring home the trophies but in the end I was like well this this will give me a chance to just kind of stretch that creative muscle a little bit put some things together and and see what I can come up with and I think I started writing for uh, goingfor2.com they just reached out on uh, on an IDP group I was a part of looking for new writers took a shot there Uh, then RSO which we'll I know we'll talk about later but by far, probably my most favorite fantasy platform to play on. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to reach out to these guys. And they 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 said, yep, we could use some IDP content. So I got oh, a chance there. Nice. That nice. spun off into the IDP show. The guys over there saw some of my stuff because they've partnered with RSO in the past. And now nice. did some fill-in podcast, doing some writing for them. Now this year I'll be doing the, uh, the each week's preview um, podcast alongside Evan Ronda. So you can catch me every week. Uh, on there no wait, wait a minute are you crossing over to the dirty o or are you staying is that all idp are you telling me all that's all IDP. Nope. there's some little so you, are you there, a but... diehard would you do an offensive pod or you like really like to rep- represent idp i'm just curious man i won't yeah. hold it against you <laughs> at least not not long yeah. at least not not in front of me right as soon as i'm out of here right we'll, we'll a, get to the next schmuck. question no i I, i'll I'll talk any ball anytime but i mean the the heart of what i put my studies into is is idp right like that's Mm -hmm. because there's so much content on the offensive side that i mean it's it's just kind of stale i mean there's fewer of us 
we need guys like you. Let's make it work, uh, right? <laughs> hell yeah, right. Good stuff there. So you mentioned that your favorite platform is probably uh, RSO, Reality Sports Online. Can you tell the people about that? What What is Reality Sports Online? What does that consist of? What's the format look like? All that. Absolutely. Well, I can say definitively, it is my favorite. And so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stand up and shout that one from the mountaintops uh, and, and always encourage people to give it a whirl if they haven't. Uh, but so what Reality Sports Online is, is their goal was really to build something that mimics, you know, true GM ownership. And, and the thing for me, I always think back to my heydays when I was just a kid, high school, playing Madden, you know, franchise mode and everything. And that was what this really pulled me into. It's like, it's, it's doing that, but at a fantasy level. And the the thing that I appreciate the most about it as well is it's, 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 it's in its own vacuum, right? So when you, when you do the contract, when you go through the stuff, they have this great UI UX, right? This great experience for you. The, the site is really clean in terms of this uh, free agency period where you actually bid it's auction style. So you're bidding these contracts on these players and they're one year, two, three, four year contracts and they scale and escalate like standard NFL contracts. Um, one of the guys from the site actually has, you know, sports contracting background. So they, they really found a way to really tie this all in together. And and to me, the site is so customizable and so um, flexible in how you can set it up. You can have any type of experience you really want. Do you want more of a true full dynasty experience? Boom, you can load it up where there's you just endless amounts of multi-year contracts. So then it's really about navigating the actual dollars of it. You know, do you want it more of a, you know, limited type of set. So, you know, you can have, say you got 30 man rosters, but you want to only have five to seven multi-year contracts. So it's like, okay, you're carrying over certain guys years to year and you're making those investments and you're kind of still playing that redraft game where you're like, okay, I got all these one-year contracts I can hand out and you, you've got to find the balance of that. So this guy's great for one year. So I'm happy to go all in on him. But now I really got to try and find the values long-term because otherwise I'm going to get stuck with these inflated contracts. And so I play mixed IDP and mo- or mixed offense IDP in a lot of these. And I've seen plenty of times where someone's got a, a $35 million Lev Bell contract and they're just sitting there holding on to this thing, right? Like, what do I do? What do I do? And then you get into the NBA style of GM where it's like, hey, I'll give you my first if you take this crappy contract off my hands. Right. So you I can do that. dead cap and all that shit with you. Exactly right. And so then on top of that, they do franchise tags in the off season. They got extensions. You can run in the, in the regular season, you can extend franchise tags. Uh, they got practice squads. I mean, on and on and on. And, and they're constantly building out um, these features each year. Um, and, and, then, and then the scoring is fully customizable that you'd see on the par with stuff like an MFL and things like that too. So it's just, like I said, it's, it's a whole nother experience. It's different. And, and my main league that I run on there. These are all guys that are 20 plus years veterans um, in terms of fantasy. They're all just like, yeah, this is the league, right? This is the one that they put the most time and effort into. This is the one that's the most fun because of the way we set it up. I mean, obviously the guys make a difference too, but it's, it's that experience you get on there is I've never found it on any other site to this point. So I would yeah. love it if you would hook me up with the league. Like, uh, just let me get through this next couple of weeks. And I would like to, if you can get me into something with some IDP, no super flex, man, we'll have to talk some serious rules about this, but full <laughs> compliments, full freaking compliments on all this IDP, man. I, I, the league that you're in the breast, the, the breast cancer classic, it's actually yeah. based off of a 10 year dynasty league. John was in the last year or two with me. Nice. Um, 
yeah, it, we had it on MFL and we had cap contracts and all of that. So, and it, I was in there, probably about a third of us were in there that entire 10 years. So to experience it, what you're talking about on the level that you're talking about now, MFL is a different beast. So I am very interested in checking this out, man. And I'm serious. I'm, you know, 25, 30 bucks. You know, I, I got, I'm putting that. I folks, if you, if you don't know, we have the breast cancer classic going on, on MFL. I have some of the, uh, my favorite and volunteer new guys like Jake doing the IDP pros part of it for me. It's great having these guys in this league, but we're going to do some tipster leagues in the future. They're going to be some standard kind of things, either on sleeper on some free leagues. But if you win these, you can get the chance to get in this league next year, which there is cash prizes modest as they are. I really don't care what it's really about is bringing up the awareness about breast cancer. Uh, my wife is going through it. Jake, I, I'm really happy you're in that, but I'm serious, man. I, I won't want to get in one of these leagues. I don't know if John be interested in getting in or not fresh or if you got an orphan, eh, no super flex, <laughs> no, no super flex. Fact. The national breast cancer foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important, and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations, so please, go and give what you can. And let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope by knowing we all really do care. While we're on the topic of contract leagues, what kind of wrinkles does that put into your normal fantasy experience strategy-wise, and, and how is that different when you're looking at your team and making moves? So for me, it's it's really, I'm always trying to think two or three years down the line, right? And, and so... The thing, the thing that I enjoy most about that is that's how dynasty in most times is, or most cases is played anyways, right? So if you've got a full dynasty and you're just keeping all your guys rolling them over year to year, you're really looking at two to three year windows anyways. So it's awesome to say, hey, that's how I'm doing my contracts and that's how I'm building it out and, and kind of letting it roll through there. In terms of strategy, I've, I've definitely taken like the full tank where I've been my main league two years ago, three years ago. I went through the free agency auction period. I didn't land the guys I wanted to. I got outbid. I was gun shy, you know, whatever you screw, you screw the pooch and you kind of come out of it and you're like, this team ain't going to compete for a title. So I said, you know, forget it. I threw all the players I could, I, that I were good. I got draft capital back for it. I went to all the teams that are like, I found people who had, it was when Nick Bosa was coming off or had his ACL, I believe it was. And Derwin had another injury and these, and they're out for the year, but they got another year left on their contract. So I'm like, well, here, I'll take them on, you know, super cheap for you. Um, you know, I'll even throw you back some some late draft capital so you're getting something out of it. But, you know, they're like, well, I'm not going to get the year out of this guy, and who knows what they'll be next year. So I just, you know, I stockpiled all these assets in that way. I, I found guys who had, you know, bad at contracts that were maybe blocking them from picking up people during 
waiver wires because they you know they're just like I can't I can't afford this. So I'm like, give me that bad contract, give me a second round pick, and I'll, and I'll take it for you, you know, and and kind of doing all that. And what is your favorite move? So my favorite move, not being a rookie guy in yep. a big league like that. Okay, was actually finding these IDP guys that the other guys didn't know, and they would come up and then put a pick with it and then get me a wide receiver too because I already knew, hey, I'm already watching this IDP. I'm not interested in that rookie to begin with, even if it is a dynasty. That was my move. What's yours? You, you've got something that you like to do one time a year or you watch to do. What would that be? For, for me, I'm always trying to be one step ahead in terms of that that utilization and snap count, especially for linebackers, because in, in IDP, the linebacker space is the one that seems to, you'll see every year, there's always that handful of guys where it seems to flip, right? You know, and they're just like, whether it's due to injury or whatever else, but if you can get ahead of that trend, right, and say like, okay, uh, you know, when D- Divine, Divine Diablo went out this year, and then they, I forget who they had in at the next level, and then they went out for, you know, a half part, part of a game, and you look at the snap counts, you're like, who's this Luke Masterson guy, right? That's coming in and taking snaps. And I was like, okay, well, he's clearly the next man up. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, you know, gobble him up on waiver wires before he becomes the full-time guy. And then, hey, next thing you know, Luke Masterson is out there for the playoffs, uh, mm-hmm. fantasy playoffs, and he's racking up seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 tackles over the fantasy playoffs. And it's like, this dude just helped lock that down. And by doing and having the confidence in those types of moves and staying on top of that stuff, it allows me to overinvest in the offensive side, right? So I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that, right. and I'm going to get right. all my plug and play there, and I'll I'll, f- I'll find all my dirty value in the waiver wires for for IDP. Nice. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk some Texans. And you brought this up earlier, but yes, they are absolutely making moves, especially the first round of the draft, this uh, past draft here. Thoughts on the Texans draft overall? They're season this year and immediate future i do like what they did in the draft because so this is the thing right even as a fan i always try to just take a step back right like i'm not the one getting paid hundreds of thousands millions of dollars to make these decisions i can be pissed about it but what do i really know more than them like these guys are doing it full-time for a living i'll say on paper when they made the trade back up my biggest thing was i was like please have traded the Browns pick. Please have traded the Browns pick for next year. Um, but it was their own. So that is a little bit of a, a disappointment because there's a strong chance that they're still a bottom 10 team next year, you know, maybe even bottom five, right? I think, I think odds makers have, you know, the Cardinals locking up pick one and two potentially next year. So it was a little disappointing in that regard. But what I love is this, this league that is played now today from an NFL perspective is played through the quarterback. And so they went and got their quarterback. And then it's about stopping the quarterback. And how do you do that with premier pass rush? I mean, that's why there's not high-paid linebackers like they used to be. It's all your edge rushers, or if you got disruptive interior defenders, like that's it. And if they think Will Anderson is that, and I mean, obviously he was that in Alabama playing in the SEC, I, they might have just set themselves up for the next 10 years. They might have overpaid and, and kind of screwed the pooch a little bit in that regard too. But if they feel like that's their guys and they got the new coaching staff in there, I'm all for it, man. If Go get the premier positions, lock it down, build around them, figure it out. They still got solid draft capital left because of the Deshaun Watson trade. I'm, I'm totally okay with it. You know, some of the later picks, you know, like the Tank Dell and stuff like that, you know, apparently C.J. Stroud, like, reached out and said he wanted them. And cool, maybe these are some guys that they can grow with. I, I don't have high levels of optimism for them, but I, I, I do like what they had in place already with Stingley. Even Christian Harris, he had a rough rookie year. 
I th- I still think with the Miko Ryans and how they're going to run that defense potentially, or what I suspect how they'll run it, you know, very zone heavy schemes. I think that that'll allow him to kind of do his thing and play downhill more and be more aggressive as a playmaker. And then they got Perriman probably coming in, taking over for Kirksey, I'm guessing, and he can be that sure-handed tackling kind of guy. And so I, I like it. I think that they'll compete in a lot more games this year. Ball bounces the the way the right way a couple times for them, three four times. All of a sudden they're a six seven win team and. You know they're looking looking all right and trending in the right way. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that they can be like a five win team this year with again with pointing in the right direction. Awesome, good good stuff there. Let's get some more predictions out of you. So stupid early, <laughs> stupid stupid early Super Bowl prediction. Who's in it? Who wins it? I know it's the IDP, but like I'm a huge Jamar Chase fan, right? Like I'm all <laughs> I'm all about Chase. I've been loving him for for years, and and so I would love to see the Bengals get there and make it happen. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that. I mean, maybe feels a little chalky, right? Because um, they've, they've been competing every year, but hey, there's a reason for that. Good quarterback. Not even chalkier than saying Kansas City, really. I mean, realistically, I mean, you got to jump on. You got to give them the odds. But at the same time, also, I'd like to see the Bengals are right south of here. I'm not like this huge fan to where I go running down there because I used to be a Chargers fan, long story, but either either way, I'm not going to go running down there. I'd probably soon go run and watch Indianapolis. I just, I'm not going to Cleveland. I've been to Detroit <laughs> once. I'll watch that on TV next time. There you go. Well, and speaking of that, perfect segue, that would be my, that would be my, uh, you know, kind of dark horse sleeper Detroit to make an NFC run. I just feel like, I just feel like the NFC is open enough, right? Like the, Detroit's mm-hmm. clearly not on this elite tier, they have a lot of good pieces, and they've shown they compete. They, they've been able to play in blowouts. They did a little bit for their defense. I, I really like Hutchinson taking a huge step year two. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I think the NFC is not elite enough outside of Philadelphia. They can they can find a way to pull one past them, and that's the great thing about the NFL playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. One game, that's all it takes. So, um, so yeah, we'll go we're yeah. Bengals, nice. Bengals, Lions, Bengals pulling it out. Nice. Oh, wow, that'd be a hell of a super. <laughs> You heard yeah. it here, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah hey, it's it's an original pick. We will take it. Ah, uh, morning. Nothing like waking up to crying kids, hungry pets, and an angry alarm clock. All a football fan wants is to get your kids to school, feed the dogs, and clock in at the office, and then you can finally settle in and enjoy a moment of peace with your morning cup of coffee. And you are just in time for the SGPN IDP Pro Manager Podcast, nice. which your idiot league mates haven't yet discovered. Ha! Let Craig and Gary start your day with all the reliable IDP information you need. Money. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern on the SGPN Fantasy Football YouTube channel, where your SGPN IDP pros know exactly what you need. Awesome. Besides another cup of coffee. Darn. Let's rapid fire some IDP ones at you. So at the end of this upcoming season, who do you think is the edge one going to be? Uh, so outside linebacker, pass rush guy. So Crosby is like, again, super chalky, but his utilization makes it hard not to say him. But going back to the Lions, man, I, I like Hutchinson. So I'm going to go with him as, a, as my dark horse edge one. Nice, nice. How about defensive tackle? Quinton Williams is just too dominant for me to not pick him here. There's some other great players, Jeffrey Simmons, Chris Jones, but... Quinton Williams is playing on another level right now, so he I think he takes that one pretty easily. Yes, sir. Good pick there. How about inside linebacker, combined tackle guy? Yeah, I, for me, Roquan is the guy who's just I, – I love the situation, and I love how they utilize him there, even though some people disagree with me on that. Um, 
I, I think he's clearly there. Dark Horse, though, I love Okereke. I love the playmaking he did when he was in Indianapolis, and now he's the guy. I think he could gobble up a lot of tackles and still make some big plays there, too. And uh, Dark Horse, LB1 in, uh, in him as well. Gotcha. And I, I might have cut out. Who, who was that guy again? Oh, Bobby Okereke. Sorry. Oh, gotcha. Good stuff. Like that pick. Gary loves that pick. I like Okereke. I, I kind of wish... Jermaine Pratt had moved on too somewhere, you know, kind of got a chance somewhere. He, but you can't beat it to Kerry K. Got his. Who is your, if you, if you was just throwing a deep dart, you know, say this year's Anzalone. And I'm not, I'm not a big Lions fan, but I do appreciate what the Lions have done up there. I like Campbell. So, but if there was somebody that you could think that could just break that threshold that would shock anybody, who would that be? Linebacker-wise, tackle. Yeah. My my head goes immediately actually to rookie uh, Dayon Henley. And so I just think that well, he's someone who plays with a lot of athleticism and, and, and wins by getting to the spot first on the field. And I think they're just going to let Kendrick sit in the middle and do his thing, just kind of make sure everyone's in the right spot doing his thing because I, I feel like Kendrick's has lost a step based on what, what I saw last year. So Henley's going to be out there trying to make plays, and they're going to set him up to you know play – make plays from the backside on things. And I, yeah, I just, I really think he's someone who could step up uh, big time year one and be a, a huge contributor for IDP. Wow. Nice. nice. Good stuff there. How about a uh, safety? Who's safety one for you? So, so the guy that everyone was all in on last year is, is the number one safety in the draft, I think becomes the number one safety in IDP and Kyle Hamilton. Uh, they, they clearly have a desire to get him out there. They were finding ways in, prior to even him getting uh, heavy utilization at the back half of the year, just, just get him out there, sneak him onto the field. Cause the guy can just make plays. He's not, you know, that I know he had the four, six right. And everyone was like, Oh, he can't, he can't do it. Right. Or he's not athletic enough. And then he gets out there and he plays 20 snaps or whatever it is, but he goes ahead and he runs down a guy from behind and forces the fumble. Right. And then he's just out there. And then they moved him into pretty much a slot role full time because same thing. They're like, they just want to get this guy in there as close to the ball as they can and just let, let a playmaker play. And I think that's exactly what he's going to do. He's, he's the younger version of Derwin James right now. And I think that changing the guard happens sooner than we expect. You're not by yourself. We just recently had Michael, you know, I'm going to butcher his name. Yeah, Big fan, big fan. So, I mean, did you know that? That he was I, did, I did not. I, I, I follow him and he puts, he puts out a lot of good stuff, but I did not know he's a big Hamilton fan. So that's awesome. And All last right. but not least, how about cornerback one, the toughie? All right. So I, you know, don't, don't crap all over me, Johnny. I know this is your specialty. So, oh, dude, no um, one knows. No one knows. <laughs> I, got, I got it right one year when I yeah. said Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, yeah. And other than oh. that, I don't think anyone's ever predicted it right. Well, I think that one is still on the mountaintop because I don't know that anyone else ever has. So, so your one is, is holding you as the king. Uh, but no, uh, so for me, it's sticking with the, the same team in the same role that uh, did it this last year in Legereus Sneed, uh, but it's actually Trent McDuffie. So first-round rookie from last year. And the, the key to this is if you look at, I want to say it's week 15 and on, uh, outside of the divisional round, he was taking every snap essentially at the slot cornerback role where Legereus Sneed was weeks 1 through 14 where he was just absolutely lighting things up, right? I mean, yeah, I think he had six sacks. Um, I, f- I forget the exact metrics, but I mean, he had 80-plus pass rush snaps and however many pressures. In in the games that mattered the most, end of the season and into the playoffs and the Super Bowl, 
the rookie Trent McDuffie was doing that. And I, I think that that pulls forward. The defense stayed the same. They got Spags running it back. You know, I, I, I think McDuffie starts off on the inside, and I think he just picks up right where Snead left off last year. Huh. Nice. It's a good position in a great division for streaming corner, that's for sure. <laughs> All righty. So, obviously, we're in a ton of best balls together, so I've seen this. But <laughs> just for the uh, listeners, what's your typical strategy in startups and or best balls, uh, just drafting in general for IDP? Are you a uh, – Defensive line guy first, linebacker guy first. All things being equal, what's that look like for you? Yep. So if this is if this is a competitive league, right? Like so, I, you talked about in the best balls. I try different strategies all over the place because you're when you when you're in your fifteenth one, you're like I got to try something different, right? This is it gets stale doing the same thing over and over. Uh, but if I if I'm in a competitive league, what I'm looking at, you you got to go premium edge rushers. I mean that's that's the most stable position in all of IDP. Um, and you know, I always look at it as the further away you get from the actual football on the field, the more variable and the more variance that is introduced. And that's where you got to move away from that variance. Right. And so defensive line, you know what you're getting more, more frequently out of that linebacker a little bit more, but then when you get to that secondary and outside corners and in the back half of that secondary, it's so variable year to year, week to week heck sometimes that, that those guys are hard to invest high-end draft picks. I mean, you obviously have your few, your Derwin James, I'm saying Kyle Hamilton, you know, and there's a handful of others, but, you know, it's just, it's not, not always worth it to chase some of these other names out there. Um, so, yeah, you got to go with those premium premium edge rushers, even premium interior ones. So your Chris Jones, your Aaron Donalds, when you, when you find them too, Jeffrey Simmons, Quinn and Williams. Um, linebackers, you know, if you, if you want to get in on the big ones, your Roquan Smiths or – or, you know, your Nick Bolton's now that Spagnola finally decided to run out of linebacker one consistently. Like, yep, there's some great options there too. But like I said, I linebacker is such a position that sees heavy turnover in year to year. Even in dynasty format, I'm always willing to play the waiver wires in there. You know, look at Zaire Franklin. He was he was a waiver wire mm-hmm. darling week one or later even in some leagues for people. Because uh, everyone, you know, there was Okereke there. Shaq Leonard was there. And now he's what? And a lot of redraft boards i'm seeing him he's a top mm-hmm. six top 10 linebacker again this year and then mm-hmm. you can find that really i don't want to say every year easily but it's definitely out there you just got you got to do the work and i'm always willing to so yeah so i go that and then i'm pretty much streaming you know secondary uh on a week-to-week basis as much as i can otherwise if i'm going to invest draft capital i'm, I'm big on mm-hmm. slot cornerbacks right like those are the thing because same thing those are the guys closest to the ball yeah. they're going to get better opportunities in run defense. You know, if, if you get a, cor- a defensive coordinator like Spagnola who loves to blitz with them or Matt Eberflus, the same thing in Chicago. So hashtag watch out Kyler Gordon maybe this year. Um, that, those are the kind of things that I'm looking for if I'm going to go ahead and invest some of the late late draft capital into those positions. Nice. nice. I don't know. I'm, st- I'm starting to change my mind. I don't think I want to be in a league with him necessarily yeah I mean, but it sounds like he knows what he's talking about doesn't he i, I try to yeah yeah, oh, that's, yeah that's half the battle sounding confident right so, <laughs> there it is so we uh i want to get this question in so you are famous on social media for having patience with others in being midwestern <laughs> midwestern nice and entertaining idiots for lack of a better phrase <laughs> how why and how so i mean we were, we were chopping it up a little bit here before we started recording i mean that's 
just how I was raised, man. I'm, I'm, I'm good with, you know, Hey, you're going to have a difference of opinion. We can, we can talk through it. You know, I've, and the nice thing is, is I feel like I can do the inverse, right? Some people are like, I'm on a keyboard. I can say all the nasty stuff I want to say. I'm just like, this gives me a second. I, I can just, I can stop. I'll breathe it out. Hey, let's go on. Right. So, uh, a lot of that's just, you know, I have two, two kids. So you learn patience from kids, um, from parenting, you know, it's, like I said, it's kind of how I was raised. We're talking about, Hey, someone needed help at the grocery store, getting something off a top shelf. I'm, right. I'm above average height. I was like, let me get that for you. Right. Just not a, not a thought. Right. That's, that's kind of how I like to roll. So, and, and you know, the, the, the last point of it is for me is we, I want to have a difference of opinions with people because like, like we were saying earlier before we got on, if we all just thought the same thing, right? Like everyone's like, yep. You know, that guy's clearly the mm-hmm. DE one. So, and this is two, three, four, five, six. Well, cool. Then we're just all picking off of a list essentially in order. If, mm-hmm. if we didn't have, variants or differing opinions why would we even be playing this game right like that's the fun that's that's the exciting part when you when you find your guy right and you find the sleeper or when you you know able to snipe someone else because you saw that other value ahead of them it's that's what it's all about so why why get all butthurt about it yeah 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 good stuff there man uh it's refreshing it's nice to see uh all righty so any other so you mentioned you play contract you play dynasty obviously you're in some best balls i assume you do some redraft any weird league types that you like to play so i'm trying my first ever free agency league this year and i I actually now that i'm thinking about it johnny i might have first heard about it from you a couple years back on i don't remember what (laughs) pot i was listening to but right so or i i I call it a free agency league or or waiver wire leagues right where no bench right every every week you, if you got an injury, you got bye weeks, you got to figure that stuff out. So I'm doing my first one this year uh, with a group of guys. So I'm really excited to see how that one goes, right? To see how just down and dirty that stuff gets real fast when you're like, oh, do I, do I keep Nick Bosa? Like, do I, do I just take the zero? Like, what do you think? So that's a whole, it's, it's another level of strategy, right? And so that's, that's why I love the contract leagues. I mean, I was showing you guys my wall before too. I got a bunch of board games. Like that's my other hobby, like strategy board games. That's, I just want to be thinking ahead. Like I want to be two, three steps ahead of everyone as much as I can. So awesome, man. You're going to, you're probably, I mean, it's stressful, but it makes you better, right? Steel, <laughs> steel, sharpen steel. You know, you do that's that right. for a couple of years. Nothing's going to bother you. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's shift gears to rookies a little bit. Uh, so we're coming, we're all in the middle of all these rookie drafts. What have been some of your favorite targets so far? Any guys that have fallen that you've gotten good deals on, etc.? Yeah, so from an IDP standpoint, I'm just, I'm smitten with uh, Kalijah Kansi. Uh, I, I love the landing spot that he got to in um, in Tampa Bay. I, I know Greg Gaines is there, and I think they got Gaines starting alongside uh, Vita Vea right now, but I still think that they'll find ways to rotate Kansi. And I mean, you look at what he did, and pit um from that interior pass rush and he played he played some on the edge of a bit i want to say he got like somewhere between 75 and 100 snaps on the edge so he and he showed success in the in those limited roles too but i just i don't know when i watched him on tape man that explosive first step he had and even though he has shorter arms which i know is one of the big knocks on him he still found a way to with his hand technique to win consistently even with shorter arms so i don't know i'm i'm just absolutely jacked to watch him play this year. And I, I hope that, uh, well, I hope he pans out because I got way too many shares of him. Otherwise, uh, Mike Morris is another one from Michigan. That was really fun. I was actually going through and when I was looking at interior defenders, I was watching for Mozzie Smith. And every time I was watching for Mozzie Smith, I'd be like, 
who's this other guy that keeps popping up here making plays right i was like and all of a sudden i'm like this is Mike Morris. Okay, I got to I got to keep an eye on this guy. And then I went back and did more focused stuff on him too. And he was just another guy. He just he just kept nothing. Nothing stood out as elite, but he just kept finding a way to win consistently, right? And so going into Seattle, where it's a pretty ambiguous room outside of Uchenna Nuosu in terms of those edge rushers, I think. And and I well, who did get that? Derek Hall as well. So he's got he's got another rookie to compete with. But I think he finds a way into that rotation year one. Um, and could be a guy even in year two who's you know looking at you know 60 70 percent of the snaps already nice yeah good deals there that's good stuff the idp pro players pod is also presented by idpguys.org where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of dynasty individual defensive players super flex and beyond that was idpguys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football. Just a quick side question here. So I, I know talking offline, you mentioned that you do the occasional uh, look at IDP prop bets and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, do you do, you do much um, DFS, betting, anything like that? Does that strike your fancy at all? Yeah, I, I I got into DFS a bit last year. Um, I did DraftKings mostly, but they don't really have anything in the way of IDP that I was able to find. So I'm Wisconsin's in this weird thing where I was like, I didn't even think it was technically fully legal yet outside of like on the reservations where we have ca- a casinos. You can go make bets there, but I don't know. So I can do DFS from DraftKings still on my phone. So I do that mostly, but I, I'm, I'm hoping it expands soon because I really want to get into like, uh, the prop bets around tackles and sacks, especially sacks. Like I feel like in season, like that's when I write like my streaming stuff or my uh, sit start articles, I really, really get deep diving into um, some of those offensive defensive line matchups and who are some of those things there. And, and I have a pretty good hit rate. So if I was able to base that on, you know, prop bets as well, I'd like to <laughs> double down. If I'm doing that research anyways, maybe uh, try to win a little bit of cash on the side. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. And, and, you know, it's going to be legal everywhere at some point it's, it's free tax money. So, uh, you know, right. Wisconsin will figure it out at some point, but, uh, <laughs> be careful. I've, I've got like three NBA, <laughs> NBA bets going tonight and I don't know shit about the NBA. So <laughs> it, it, it goes deep quickly. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love it. Uh, all right, let's shift gears a little bit. So Gary had a, a request uh, to talk about some team defense, which is something yeah. we don't cover a lot, but it is relevant, right? Because, yeah. you know, especially these more degenerate leagues you get into, like like my version of that free agency league you were talking about is super flex, full IDP, start three corners, and start a team defense and a kicker. So they, everything's in there. So you got to, you know, get a team defense. So yeah. we wanted to ask you, you know, who are your top three or what are three that you're looking at this year uh, and why? Awesome. Yeah. So easy answer right off the top, <clears throat> Philadelphia Eagles, 70 sacks last year, 17 picks. I mean, you'd think, you know, okay, well team defense does see a ton of variance, but somehow, some way, Howie Roseman finds a way, finds a way to just completely reload that defensive line again, bring in arguably probably the best defender, maybe even player in the class in Jalen Carter. Nolan Smith, who is a freak of nature on the edge, who comps to Hassan Reddick, who they already have, and gets him at the 30th spot. Like, they just just sit there and reload it all again. And I don't see why they don't find a way to keep bringing that level of efficiency back that they had. Um, 
do you feel that Fletcher Cox is ever going to take a step back and we're going to see more out of this young guy? Are, are we going to get to see something like Jordan Davis this year? Is he going to get the chance to emerge? Or are we going to have that same type of – you're not going to get Hargrave – you right. know, type of production. I mean, that's a, that's a pipe dream. So, but we, we need to see something, one of the two and Fletcher Cox so damn old, you can't depend on him, even if he did, would produce a little bit. So from an IDP perspective, if you're sitting here, do you, where would you put Davis at? I mean, are you looking at a deal to level like throwing a dart in a deep league or you have any interest? Is there any upside this year? Now that they have Jalen Carter there, I I expect that they'll deploy him as more of that true nose tackle where he's really kind of that he's trying to consume two bodies on that line. You know, so maybe in a DT required league, he could be a strong DT two option. Um, if you got a decent tackle floor, he's not I I find it hard to believe he's gonna deliver much in the terms of the pass rush upside. That just really wasn't mm-hmm. kind of his his specialty per se um but you know a rising tide raises all boats all of a sudden you got jalen carter hassan reddick josh sweat and all these other guys coming in around Mm -hmm. that next thing you know it's like well can we really Mm -hmm. afford to plug two guys on on jordan davis every time and he might be able to find a way to give you a four five six sack season still too um but again i'd I'd be looking more at dt required leagues probably where he's gonna um deliver any of that value Mm -hmm. all right Nice. Good stuff there. Yeah, Eagles are absolutely loaded. They're in my top three as well. Uh, what would be your second team that you'd want to talk about? So the Washington Commanders, uh, even though they just literally got sold today, I still think that defense is worthwhile for a roster for us. So, um, And this is kind of the same thing when you look at the Eagles. They have just this abundance of pass rushers in that front four. You know, they re-signed uh, Allen, was it this year, or was it Payne? I get them mixed up. Well, they re-signed one Payne. of them, right? Payne, Payne yep. And I think Allen got paid big last year, maybe. Yes, I think you're right. And so then they still have Sweat. They still have Chase Young. You know, there's talks that one of them might get traded during the draft. You know, Mm -hmm. nothing happened. They're going to run it back. They're going to have this strong pass rush again, the strong front. Uh, Jameen Davis actually looked really competent in the second half last year after Holcomb went out. You actually saw a lot of his PFF grades jump. I think he really has a good command of that defense now. And they strengthened their corners, which is their biggest weakness, right? They invested in Emmanuel Forbes, Jartavis uh, uh, Martin, who is most likely going to probably go in at the corner or the slot corner. So, again, respect your nickel and corner slot cornerbacks. Get them if you need them. but they should just be revamped again to to allow that pass rush to get after it even more. And so I love them in terms of a team defense. I think that uh, they're they're a strong play that you could probably play week in week out. Your third team defense. All right. So this one, you can just call me a homer right out if you want. But I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually really interested in the Texans as a team defense this year. I I have a lot of confidence in D'Amico Ryan's. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not telling you to draft these guys in your draft right away. I'm telling you to keep an eye on them because I think this is a team that one, you might be able to worst case stream based on bye weeks or other things. Um, But I think you're going to see, I believe that they're going to try to unlock Will Anderson from the get go. The guy when, Mm -hmm. when just turns loose as a pass rusher can just be an absolute game wrecker. And when you look at, you know, I forget the specific number, but it's, you know, something in the neighborhood of 75% of all drives that uh, incur a sack end in a punt, right? And mm-hmm. so why wouldn't you just let the guy who can end a drive 
try to go end to drive consistently. Now I get you got to schemes and blah, 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 other things. You know, I, I know it's just not that simple, but I believe that they'll do that. I like that they, they'll keep things in front of them more. I think that they'll reduce their scoring. Still not going to be a 10-win team out here, but they're going to make some some differences there. And they play the Colts and the, and the Titans twice a year too. So that's four games right there where, hey, they're probably going to yeah. be decent options in those games. So uh, so just wanted to keep an eye on uh, for, for as you move through the season. Yeah, I like that. I was going to say they're in the AFC South. That's beautiful. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Good. I, I got to admit, that's a true Houston fan, man. I was not expecting that. That that's deep, dude. That's deep. Yeah, you got you got to dive deep. I right? hope Anderson. Yeah, hey, and I do hope Anderson is who they think he is. I mean, turn him loose. That's what they should do with all these guys. I think that's great trial by fire. I don't think there's enough of that in certain positions. Agreed. Yeah. All right, sir. Let's wrap it up with the last two here. So what are you writing this season? All right. So writing-wise, I do sit-start every week for Reality Sports Online and for the IDP show. So you can check it out on rso.com or realitysportsonline.com, excuse me, um, or over at the idpshow.com. Uh, I am podcasting for the IDP show for the weekly sit or weekly articles for pre- weekly preview podcast, excuse me. Uh, and then we're doing some stuff in the off season there, uh, just different ones. Next week we're doing um, all opportunity podcast. So we're looking at these, those down and dirty players who should get some shots based on kind of how things landed after the draft and, and free agency. Uh, we'll take a look at that and just a bunch of other content, you know, throughout the season. So always just feel free to, hit me up on Twitter. I love talking ball just like this. You can shoot me questions, whatever you want. Happy to answer whenever I can. Nice. That's that's awesome, man. That's good stuff. And you're very nice about it. So no one should feel intimidated or anything. Um, right. Cause you're going to hear it all through this whole pod. Me and John going nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, we mean that don't we? Nice. <laughs> nice. Sure oh, yeah. do. <laughs> All right. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. We really thank you for coming on. Is there anything you want to plug? The floor is yours. All right. The, the last thing I'll plug, I guess, is for the, for the IDP show.com. They, they have their draft kit that's out there now. Um, all you gotta do is subscribe to them five bucks a month or 50 bucks for a year. Great stuff. You get my rookie rankings that I worked with, uh, with Boobam. Uh, if you're familiar with him, we did that. We we're doing fades um sleepers breakouts all the stuff you know uh, a bunch of other people collaborated on this it's huge worst case you go spend five dollars go download all the information in your brain as much as you can and you can back out and see if it was worth it for five bucks i mean we've we've spent worse more more money on worse things here so um (laughs) and outside of that check out reality sports online if you haven't played in a league there do it it's you'll you'll be worth it gary we're gonna get you set up with a league here sir Oh yeah, I'm hooked up, man. I got league safe ready. And <laughs> hey, thank you for coming on to the program, man. It's been great having you. I'd like to have you on again in the future sometime. We're gonna ever circle back and do this. Everyone, check out next week when we got Axton Harding of the IDP guys coming on. Catch it next week, John. Please take this. Uh, thank you, Gary. Another good one. Thank you, Jake. Follow him on Twitter at Jake Colhagen, K-O-H-L-H-A-G-E-N. We'll see you all next week. Same time, same place. Take care.